Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Red Men Weekly Podcast, the show where we bring you the best clips from our premium Red Men Plus content from the past week. Say it every week. If you want these shows in full, redmenplus.com is the place to go. You can get them as videos or you can get them in podcasts or you can listen to them on the go either or access to both yet redmenplus.com sign up and you can listen or watch them all let's make a start then with the biased football podcast we've got a bit of breaking news obviously we wouldn't normally do loads of Liverpool stuff on the biased football podcast but James Pierce has just put a tweet out uh, Liverpool have made a formal request to PGMOL to receive the audio between referee Simon Hooper and VAR Darren Release England the during the process that led but to Luis Diaz's goal being I wrongly don't. disallowed out. Um, Liverpool have made a formal request. Senior Anfield figures who released a statement on Sunday demanding full transparency believe it's a crucial step to establishing both how and why Luis Diaz's goal was wrongly disallowed during the first half. Um, the sub- PGMOL subsequently described it as a significant human error and promised to conduct a review. Um, I want the actual, I want the, I want the audio from the three people in the VAR room now. Yeah. I don't care. The problem, the problem about that is if he's just said check complete, there's nothing there that I can sit there and say he's diddled us out of something because there's no, there's no evidence. I want whatever's happened between those three people who've came to that decision. Yeah. I don't want the final decision to the referee. I want what's happened whilst they've sat there and realised, oh crap, what have we done here? How they've came to the decision and that, that is the audio I want released that will never be released. That's the problem. Can you just read the beginning of that again for me? Yeah. So, Liverpool have made a formal request to the referee's governing body to receive the audio between... It says between the officials okay, during Saturday's controversy. But the original tweet said... The tweet just says between... The tweet to receive the audio between referee Simon Hooper and VAR Darren England. That's all it says. So, the tweet is slightly contradictory to the, to yeah. the article there. Yeah. I, I agree well, with... Well, if they made an official request, they tell us specifically what they want. Yeah. You know, and they've, they've clearly said we want the officials' audio to be because because that's that. But it's a huge, it's a, a hugely important point that the, the, the distinction to, to Chloe's point, Chris, is that we know it's quite well known what's been said between Darren England and the referee Simon Hooper. It's that thing, and they just go and check complete because they check because apparently they checked the wrong thing. Um, we, I need for me personally. I want to hear, as we're saying, what's happening in that room. What's the full thing from the goal, from the ball hitting the back of the net, 
the flag going what was the conversation was having has anyone gone I think we've got this wrong when when what is their reaction when the free kick gets taken and not a kick off from the centre circle but how I do they react to all that flag up. has he said offside Oop. has anyone noticed has it? anyone said yeah. who's heard <laughs> offside there because you can't have just been the referee I don't want you just saying check complete I want I want to hear Simon what are you doing yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I want yeah, to hear yeah. those, those three people that are all looking at that screen Darren Darren Darren, Darren his flag's up Darren 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 check please. no Darren <laughs> don't tell no Darren da, 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 Darren yeah that's I, what I want to hear I'm genuinely speaking right if it's that I'll let it go because yeah. Darren England is it? Well, well, actually, we'll, we'll focus my entire fury on Darren England, um, and and I want to know why he's ignored that. Like, you know, is, he, is he not? Is he new batteries for his hearing and aid? The club won't be asking for that officially if they don't think there's something in yeah. it. So That's they're not the just thing. going to ask for the final bit. They're going to ask for the whole this lot. Just think, and if they don't get it, then obviously they'll want to know why, and they'll go to law, won't they? Yeah. Can I tell you the truth? I reckon they've probably heard it. I reckon they might have. You reckon they've heard it? I reckon yeah. they have. Yeah. Because uh, there's nobody... Because the broadcasters right. have got it. There's all, uh, all yeah, kinds there's of people, people will have. already have the interactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They know what they're asking for. Yeah, yeah. And they know what they're asking of the PGMOL. And public opinion will sway back to Liverpool and if, if it is not released. that's the case, hopefully they have then asked for that specific part. And that's why it's in. In the tweet, they've probably just used... Maybe James Pierce has just used Darren England and Simon Hooper because those are the two people that people have focused on. Yeah, yeah. Where no one's focused on, like, the other two people in the is VAR Dan, room. Dan Cook Coot or something. So maybe that's why, because the headlines are... Everyone can recognise those two, those two names. I'm hoping that Liverpool have done that because there is. I haven't seen anyone else request. Remember when McAllister got a red card? We didn't ask for the audio for that one. Yeah. We did not ask for the audio. So there's some reason why Liverpool. Well, Chloe, because the, the excuse doesn't wash. Exactly. And this what comes back to it with what what has been. I know we've saying it all over the podcast today. My head is absolutely frazzled with the idea that three people sat in a room whose job it is to look at the screens and watch the game, that all three of them could have missed that it, it that there was there was the as was flagged for offside. They can't possibly have all been it all believed wrongly that he the goal was given. It's insane. It's a it's, hallucination. Honestly, it it's work, it's it? beyond insane to think that. So there must be something in there. Somebody, one of those three, must have seen something and tried to flag this. And that's the worst thing for Darren England is that if why if, if someone in that room has flagged it, why is he just pressed on and not taking the time to check it out? And again, it comes back to it. It's, it's going to prove that some people are stupid, but it doesn't, you know, are we going to see that there's corruption in this? It, it this almost, is, this it is almost beyond that. stupidity, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. if someone has seen it <coughs> and no one has done anything about it, then the question is, why haven't you done something about it? Yeah. Is that corruption? Yeah. You know, absolutely. What, what What's your thought process? Is it not telling someone? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things is like a bit like, you know, like the guy who has to press the, the button on the, the nuclear warhead because he's under instructions and everyone else is going around him. Now, nah, look, they've given up, mate. It's what like do you the Manchurian candidate all over again. I will. Gone off to the UAE, come back brainwashed. <laughs> Doesn't know what he's done. Yeah. Kills the sleeper president. agent. Kills the president. <laughs> yeah, I'm sleeper agent. Um, but yeah, again, this is just a step in, a, in, the, in the process. But I, 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 I didn't think they were empty words from Liverpool when they, they put them no. at the end of that statement. And the other thing in all of this is you've got the PGMOL and you've got the Premier League and you sign up to the Premier League as a football club in Liverpool. 
why aren't you allowed to request the audio for these things? I know. I mean, they should. It's it's a it's a game of football. Ultimately, it's a game that we're all signed up for. We believe that you know you want to referee it properly and all that type of stuff. It, what grounds could the Premier League turn around and say we can't give you the audio you for a decision it, yeah. that's made? It belongs to us and well, not you. Pete, exactly. This is a game of football <laughs> that we're that we're in a league that we're a part of, and you know we, it's good money. Yeah, you make money, particularly from it. because they do they do now show they've got a show where they put certain aspects of it out I mean I'd be interested to know if they do any of that tonight but the on Monday Fight Football is, is must but they've opened but they've opened up that now and I think in doing so I think they thought it'd be enough it's a bit like when your house is a shithole but you walk around and put a few bits in the bin you know what you go well I've, I've left it better than it was when I walked in and I think the referees feel a bit like well we've given you this isn't this well better than nothing it's like ah actually in reality I mean, if they don't give we know it, it all Liverpool exists will just get litigious and yeah. um, you know, we'll get get it that way. Yeah, this is yeah. not over by any long shot. Um, what do you think of this? What do you think is going to be in the audio? Do you think incompetence or corruption? Let us know. <laughs> um, Told you, Darren, we just getting jettisoned. There yeah. is a reason Liverpool Football Club have asked for that audio. I've not seen them ask for it before. I've not seen another team ask for an audio before. Yeah. There is something there that... But they're asking for it because it's mental. mental yes. It's mental that three people could possibly... Possibly think it wasn't not offside. Three people and let didn't it go. think it was offside. Stupid. I'm surprised it's not been leaked on the internet. Same, already. actually. Yeah. Normally, something like that would get out somewhere. Or we'll see. That will. It'll work. It's, it'll work its way out. It always does. Cheers to Mate Senior and Junior, and as well to Mr. Pager and Miss Bloxham for that one. Moving on, then Jano insight yeah it was me alongside Neil Jones and if you haven't heard already there was a little bit of controversy at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium last weekend involving Liverpool VAR referees etc 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 I got Neil Jones into the studio to find out exactly what's going on and what Liverpool's reaction has been like and why they're doing it uh, we'll start with the statement he put out a couple of days ago um you know, I don't want to read word for word. I'm sure you've all seen it, but it started um, the end bit. Really, it was you know Liverpool are going to explore the range of options available, given the clear need for escalation and resolution. And it feels like that this statement has almost turned a bit of mood against Liverpool. Don't know. Like, there's been people come out and go, "Well, what do they want? What do they want?" But I suppose that is the question. Really, what what do they want? What what? Because they've asked for the audio as well. I think it's important to mention yeah. that. Liverpool's response has been quite. Firm and heavy-handed, I think is maybe the way to put it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, what do they want? I think what they want is that this doesn't just become another another episode in a litany of, ah, oh, I got that wrong, sorry, and move on. You know, I, I sort of described this week or, or over the weekend, I think it was, it might have been Martin Samuel, I might have got that wrong. Someone described it as the, the biggest error that's, officiating error that's ever been made in the Premier League now okay that's a big statement to make but it's it's you know there's not many that you can think of where you go well, actually the only one I can think of that's sort of on a level because it's literally a goal or not and probably even bigger is the the goal line tech failed um, Sheffield United against Aston Villa I think it was the first game after Covid lockdown yeah. and, and the, the, the technology wasn't working and Sheffield United were denied the goal ended up getting relegated um, yeah. I think yeah, um, yeah, that season. Yeah. So your Villa stayed up just. Because yeah, of the goal, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think I don't think Sheffield United actually did get relegated. I think Villa stayed up. That was it as a result. So that's the only sort of precedent you can think where it's such a 
a clear and obvious, and that's a, that's a phrase obviously that gets used a lot with with officials and, and VAR. Such a clear and obvious error. And when a clear and obvious error like that happens, you can do one of two things. You can say, oh, it doesn't happen often that, you know, once in a lifetime. Or you can say, actually, well, why has that happened? What can you do about it? It's not the technology that's failing. It's not. I mean, I don't like VAR, full stop. Cards on the table, but that's VAR wasn't the problem in, in this situation. The application was, and the and the language around the, the use of VAR was yeah. the problem. So I think Liverpool's request for the audio is, is the first step, obviously, and that's that's clear. Right, what happened? Why did this decision... Why was this decision made? What can we change from it to avoid it happening again? Is it specific to these officials? Because I listened to the mic'd up um, show with Howard Webb yep. when he did it with Michael Owen, yep. and I listened to the clips from that, and I can't believe for one second that if all referees spoke the way that they, the, the referees in that that program spoke, I can't believe this decision would ever happen. I can't believe there'd be four people in that room, and not one of them would say the word goal or the word onside. Or not one of them would go. Well, no, no, well, no. He's 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 flagged. Like he's it's it, this is an offside this is an offside goal we're checking. This is not an onside goal. I can't believe hearing what I have. I mean, you, there's there's a a clip of um, Newcastle against Arsenal. A penalty gets awarded for a handball. I think it's Kivio, the Arsenal player, and you can have four different people speaking at the same time. But they're all they're all saying things like the offside. We're checking the offside phase. It's a penalty. The penalty's been awarded. The penalty's been awarded. It's a handball. It struck his hand. We know it struck his hand. So th- there's all that clarity is there. Yeah. In this instance, I can't understand how there isn't someone at some point, even if it's even if it's the referee on the field, who says, "Okay, can I just check? No goal. That, that's all. It, that's all it takes in this instance." And 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 the VAR would say, "No, no goal. You know that that's that's as, as easy as it is." So that's the first thing from Liverpool. What was said. Why was it said, or why was it not said? Is that is that protocol? Is is that is that a problem with the protocol and the language that referees are told to use, or is that these referees, these officials, using not following protocol, or going off off message, off off the track, whatever? Um, and that that changes the guidance. Maybe it's given to the referees, or it, or it, listen, it costs these referees, you know, games, training they might have to go undergo, or you know. <laughs> in extreme circumstances he might not be good enough to referee in the Premier League beyond that I think the other thing that Liverpool are trying to do is just make sure that it doesn't get brushed it, it doesn't get because next week and listen you know it's different they're all different events and everyone will go back to every fan of every club will have their five top five well remember this one remember this one remember that one Tottenham the week before had the penalty against them against Arsenal which led to Jermaine Genus tweeting about well, you know what he well. You look at what he tweeted, being warned for his conduct and being told actually you're 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 inciting, um, you know, criticism and, and and hatred against referees. That was the week before. This weekend there'll be someone else. It might be Crystal Palace. It might be Everton. It might be Luton. There will be these issues, and it'll get brushed under the carpet. Liverpool's statement is ensuring that we're talking about this on Tuesday and we'll be talking about it on Wednesday and we'll be talking about it when the the officials are confirmed for the weekend, which you know we know they won't include a certain couple. We'll be talking about it after this weekend's game. It'll be remembered because it was such a grave 
miscommunication error and when something like that happens really it needs to be kept in the spotlight because people need to improve yeah absolutely and the, 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 this is like theory what Liverpool are after and what they're not after I suppose that the biggest thing is there's there's a thing in place now where VAR can if goal line technology seems to fail go back to that Villa yeah. game VAR can intervene I think we've seen an example, a couple of examples where that, that has happened as well so it is almost a change of the process the interesting one I've got here if you don't mind I wanted mm-hmm. this sentence was the fact that such failings have been categorised as significant human error is also unacceptable because any and all outcomes should be established only by yeah. the review with full transparency so basically before any review has happened PGMOL or whoever have already blamed or they've already just yeah. put out so a Liverpool there basically saying well how can you say that when you haven't even looked yeah yeah and if, and if that is the case then that then we can we have the audio to listen to that is the case 100% I know, and that's the other thing is this this is Darren England and Dan Cook are at the centre of the storm right and and it might be it, the review might confirm that that's that was all it was these two aren't good enough they might yeah yeah, yeah. but it might also say, do you know what they've 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 made an error in terms of they've misheard something or they just haven't done this. But really, the the, the protocol and the language that, that the referees are supposed to use to each other lends itself to this situation happening and it allows this situation to happen. So that's not a human error. You know, the human error might be you didn't spot the flag or or you didn't you didn't triple check, double check, whatever. But. The, the other error might be actually, you know what? You've left you've left too many loopholes in there. You've left too much vague, vagueness in the um, in the in the, the script that, that that referees have to follow. This check complete stuff. This sort of as a military kind of language. You know, this this no intervention time. Um, you know, even even to the stage where and I, I actually wasn't aware of this. You know, we follow Dale Johnson on 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 Twitter. Obviously, he's across all this. I actually didn't know that you didn't have to. If it, if they think it's an, an obvious onside, they don't have to draw the lines and put them up. Now, I, I mean, you and I watch cricket. How many times do you see, uh, as let's say, an appeal for a catch? Let's say, uh, and and you go, no bat involved in this. Well, we'll just check the LBW as well, and you can see from the replay, you go, it's not this. This isn't going to be LBW. It's pitching outside leg, or it's it's you know it's bouncing over the top or whatever. But they still do it. Just for the just to complete the process because the process is well we we we're here. May, we're here we may as well check you know so I don't understand why that wasn't the case where they've gone look he he looks a yard on sides I think he is a yard on sides let's just get these lines in and then we'll just give you that moment and it, and in some point while you're doing that and you're doing that process you you it just it gives you that time well, to sort of come, get it the would have decision. come up on the screen yeah. it would have came up on side and yeah. then everyone would have went oh it's a goal yeah, you, yeah. that's when you could have twigged on that you were wrong and here, I think yeah. the other thing that's, that's been lost in amongst it and I thought Jamie Carragher made a good point on Monday Night Football this sort of following of protocol and I know it's important in certain areas you have to you know you have rules are in place and protocol is in place and sometimes it's tough right but when the game kicks off there's not a, there's not a single world that exists where the VAR and the assistant VAR don't go immediately. Why are they taking a free kick? Why, why is Luis Diaz not celebrating? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why, why is the scoreboard still say 1-0? Uh, sorry, 0-0. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, uh, stop you, the game. Uh, stop, just, what, excuse me, Simon. Stop the game. Stop the game. Uh, and he can explain, go, go and get the two captains, go and get the two managers and say, listen, this has happened. I really am sorry about this. What we're going to do is we're going to get the lines drawn up on the screen. We're going to put it on the big screen. We're going to tell the fans, sorry, it was a goal. We, we cocked up. 
this idea that once the game's restarted, it's like this sacred sort of law that oh, you can't stop the game now because the Spurs have took a free kick. It's like, yeah, you can. You can. You might get a slap on the wrist from IFAB. They might say, do you know what? You didn't follow protocol there. But really, the whole of the rest of the world will say, you know what? Fair play. They've held Better their than hands this. up. They've held their hands up. Yeah. They've held their hands up. And, and, and you know, listen, it wasn't the last minute of the game. We don't know how it would have turned out. But I tell you what, it doesn't half make a difference if Liverpool go 1 0 up with 10 men in a game rather yeah, yeah. than going 1 0 down. It, it, it changes the mood of the stadium. It changes the mood of Liverpool. It gives them something to hang on to. It means Klopp maybe doesn't make the subs that he makes. It, 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 it's all these things feed into this idea and yeah it's to me and we won't know until we, we hear the audio and I know there was a, a thing Sky said last night that the, the officials or the VAR officials were away within seven seconds which still feels too long and the, the, the referee didn't find out until half time well we'll see from, from the audio um, you know if the referee didn't find out till half time I'm not quite sure whether that's the correct protocol either because I actually think Maybe he should have been given the the chance. If they say to him straight away, "Oh God, Simon, we thought you'd said offside, eh, onside. We, we've we've disallowed the goal there. That stood, stood. You could have left that in the referee's hands. He might have had the chance to say, ah, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take control of this.' Absolutely. I mean, yeah. The requesting of the audio thing, even that seems to have caused like. When Virgil van Dijk was sent off, the audio was out and about very quickly. Obviously, because yeah. he, he got an extra ban. I, I've seen a couple of things about like maybe do they want to release it? Is it going to cause a pile on etc. 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 With all due respect, that's happening anyway. Like the fell. If anything, I think if you could hear what happened, maybe it does. Just to go, you know what? It, it is obviously an it's a it's a bad error. They've absolutely messed it up. But it kind of gets rid of all like any theories because there are yeah. people out there who think Lippert have been done here like diddles yeah. and I, I don't believe that I genuinely because I know how bad I think refs are so I, I can understand there's a bit of a bit of incompetence by the way if someone's made a mistake like it is what it is but the fact that this has taken a long time to come out it, it is leading to like there's a lot of theories and conspiracy theories swirling now which could have been avoided as well yeah yeah and I think they will they will release it obviously and it'll be listen everyone's sort of waiting it's, it's like the sort of a uh, the hottest single of the, of Honestly, the autumn, it, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's get, gonna, get on Spotify yeah, get on Spotify. Some dough, yeah. It'll be right off the charts, <laughs> definitely. Um, but yeah, you're right. In the in the absence of of confirmation, what you get is the, is the speculation, isn't it? And we've seen the clips of is this the moment where Simon Hooper finds out? And it, you know, it, like it, does. <laughs> it does look like it, but you know, that it might not be backed up by by the audio, of course. Um, but yeah, until until we sort of see that, and I think we will. I think I think Howard Webb will will have to accede to that request. Um, we'll we'll just have to wait, but it's um like I, to be honest, when I watched that, like I said, that match officials mic'd up show, my my sort of thing was it's too it's too mu- much jargon. It's very frantic, isn't it's it? It's frantic and it's jargon. So it's in the in the in the. So of course it's a fast-paced game. And listen, the referee's out of breath and he's do, he's doing it. But this sort of oh, I'm checking APP, blah 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 blah. Like really, the language is too complicated. It, it, things need to be. We're going to check whether it's a handball. We're going to check whether it's offside. And I can, again, I go back to it. It staggers me. It staggers me that at no point, even when he just confirms the decision. So when he confirmed, when he says check complete, I can't believe that he says check complete. That's it. Goal stands. Or doesn't. Or, or, or he's onside or he's offside. I can't believe that there isn't that sort of just final finality. It's like in the cricket, isn't it? 
you can you can stick with your original decision, or or do you say, oh yeah, he's out, yeah, or, or, or um, it's a clean catch, or it's it's a you know what whatever it is, you know, um, impacting line, wickets hitting, you know, that, that those things are said, Andy, which can't confirm the scene. I can't believe that he would just say, yeah, that's all sound, that mate. Like you know, that that basically is what they're saying he, he's done, or what 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 we were told that he's done. It just if that's the only thing that comes out of it, that listen, we have this sort of finality of. If it was Onside, check complete, down. you may award the goal. That's all you got to say. Yeah, yeah. Check complete, that is no goal. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that he don't end, that, that could be something that comes out. Yeah, this, I suppose, yeah, absolutely. In which case, I, I, I think there's another thing as well. I think there's almost a, there's been this sort of drive that oh, it takes too long. It takes too long to, to, to do make a VIR. That one felt, it, it was almost done with that sort of in mind. It was like, oh, don't, don't take too long. Look, that's fine. It's all good. When maybe the, there should be a thing of like, yeah, it, it's it's a standard sort of time of even if it's an obvious sort of decision it's going we're going to take a, a 30 seconds or whatever where it's just like right we're going to get all our you know let it, let everyone breathe let everyone sort of settle down and say to the referee yeah that's a red card that that's an offside that's a goal and yeah <laughs> whatever happened on on saturday just was just weird playing weird I, I, I'm going to bring up a tweet here, if you got mine from um, if I can find it from Ollie K because a lot's been made and I, I know um, Paul Joyce wrote about it about the officials going to the UAE and then yeah. again that, that's, it's lend itself to conspiracy theories but worst case is there's a question to be asked is, is flying to the UAE yeah. or Saudi Arabia on a Thursday before you referee a Premier League game or even VAR on a, on a Saturday so that's been brought up now. I think Ollie Kay's tweet here says, I'm not questioning the integrity of anyone involved, but it's crazy for Webb and the PGMOL to allow officials to freelance in the UAE or Kingdom of Saudi Arabia whilst also working in the Premier League. Again, it, it not only does it raise questions of... Perceptions. Not, not, yeah. not even, it's just like, um, same thing, it's just conflict of interest. These questions all get brought up. But worst case is, why are you flying there for on a Thursday when you've got a game yeah. on a Saturday? It, it's like Liverpool play... A Thursday in the Europa League, they're not playing games on Saturday. No, yeah, yeah. So right. the, 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 there is some, especially. It, it I mean, does, that doesn't uh, come down to the referees in, in question, really. That comes no, down no. to the, the Howard Webb yeah, and, yeah. And, the, and the people who appoint them, of course. I mean, that, maybe that's something that comes out of it. Listen, you know, your calendar needs to be better spread. You know, you can't be, you can't be doing. I mean, they were meant to do. Uh, Darren England was meant to do a game on the Sunday as well. Uh, Forrest Brentford was. I don't he? think the guy who replaced him did any better, by the way. Yeah, that, well, that yeah. penalty decision, Jesus yeah. Christ! The goalkeeper assaulted someone, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly. Mad. Yeah, well, Dan, I mean, Dan Cook was meant to work Monday um, at the Fulham Chelsea game, yeah. so they were meant to be doing two games in a weekend when they've been they've done a midweek game. Even even that alone, and I, I know, look, at your VAR, you're sitting in a room and you're, you're doing this, but listen, what it, what it lends itself to, you no one can say for sure that happened because of that. No. But what you can say for sure is that when something like that happens, then that's going to get looked at. Yeah, yeah. that's going to get looked at. You're going to, you're going to, people are going to ask questions. Say, well, hang on, what were you doing? You know, what, why would you know? Why would you make such a a, a basic, uh, a, you know, a, a, an unavoidable, sorry, avoidable error? Um, and yeah, maybe that's another thing that comes out of it. <sighs> you know, that you can't do. I'm pretty sure that pretty sure that won't become the case because because money, but. At the very least, that if you're refereeing on a Thursday night, I'm, I, you know, I'd be surprised. Was Anthony Taylor and Michael Oliver do the do the um, European games? I'd be surprised if they'd done a Europa League game on a Thursday night, if they were on a Premier League game on a Saturday. That shouldn't. It just doesn't feel like that should be the case, personally. 
Thanks to Neil for that one. Yeah, that story continues to rumble on and will continue to rumble on for goodness knows how long. Right then, next up, the deep dive. You've got Chris and Josh Williams. They had a little look about the suspensions, of course, via the Spurs game. The people are going to be without Curtis Jones for three games. Diogo Jota for one. What is Jürgen going to do? How are Liverpool going to get around not having those two players? That was the topic of conversation on this week's Deep Dive. For this one, we want to take it forward, look a little bit at the Union Saint-Gerrois and the Brighton Hove Albion Football Club, uh, potential star 11s that Jürgen's going to select. So, first and foremost, mate, um, I've sort of had the impression over the last couple of weeks, Josh, that there was a Europa League slash Carabao Cup team and a Premier League team. It's felt pretty safe to assume that, given the games that we've seen so far. It's kind of not really possible anymore because of the aftermath of Tottenham Hotspur, is it? Yeah, and that's a shame because I think it was it was working out quite interesting, I thought, because the second string team was playing in the same way, using the same shape and all that sort of stuff. And they, they were kind of playing in a way that kind of like, you know, let me try and grab the share for the first teamers and anyone who was impressed could potentially start for the first teamers sooner rather than later. But now we're going to have to rotate a little bit. Obviously, Gappo's injured. Um, Jones and Jota must suspend for the for the common weekend against Brighton. Jones potentially even longer than that. So yeah, it's not ideal, but it gives us something to talk about at least. It does, <laughs> doesn't it? And I mean, first and foremost, um, obviously with Jones and, and Jota not going to, or more than likely going to be used in this one. There's a really interesting Ryan Gravenberch conversation, I think, in here because I think. He's got to be playing for a role in the game against Brighton. You've got Harvey Elliott who might be looking ahead at Brighton and thinking I can get in the side as it stands at time of filming or live streaming this one. Uh, oh, by the way, we are live streaming, so if you want to get your comments in, we can actually bring them up during the show this time around. Um, anyone who's watching live. Um, obviously, we don't think Thiago's going to be involved. It looks like he's had a little bit of a setback. You know, Stefan Bajetic had a little bit of a setback, so not likely to be involved in either of these games. So Ryan Gravenberch is a, is a really interesting one. From, let's say, Gravenberch, Harvey Elliott, where does he see the pecking order right now? Well, I think it's insistent that, like, if you look at the makeup of the midfield, it, it depends really w- w- what side of the pitch they're playing on for me. Like, I think Elliott is, is very clearly favours the, the right side of the pitch in the same kind of vicinity as Salah. Whereas I think Gravenberg is the opposite, favours the other side of the pitch. I think he's a bit more of a natural over there and things like that. But, um, if Jones is now going to be involved, it does kind of play with the, with the puzzle a little bit because Jones would probably occupy the same spot as Gravenberg. Um, obviously they can't both play there so maybe you, you, you move Elliot away from the midfield for this one-off game against Uni SG uh, maybe he does a, a salad impression or attempts to do a salad impression at least um, but yeah we've got lots of options there but I, th- I think we've got players who favour specific sides of the pitch which is it's not really a problem I don't think Klopp stresses too much about it I think over the past couple of years the midfield department that he had Wijnaldum, Henderson and that they, they had specific sides didn't he but you'd see Henderson pop up on the left yeah. occasionally wouldn't you not yeah. very often but you would see it yeah I think over time everyone plays everywhere is the bottom line but I do think we have players who favour specific spaces and it's going to be interesting to see how we how we use that during the week in the Europa League so let's go back to the the goalkeeper I think it's pretty safe to assume it's going to be Creedon Kelleher for this one at Anfield yeah. back four I mean, when I first wrote my team, then I went through my team on the podcast yesterday uh, for this one. Um, I did, when I first jotted, jotted it down, I did think, okay, Jones could play right back again. 
But then I went, ah, do you know what? No, I'll stick with, I think I went with Joe Gomez in the end. But there is a conversation around the strength at minutes. Yeah, there is. It's a a tricky one because he's just kind of got a few minutes against Spurs. But before that, he hadn't played for a month. And we've got a really tricky test against Brighton coming up in the Premier League. So Trent could get minutes, whether it would be maybe like one half or maybe, you know, an hour on the on the, on the dots and then he comes off or something like that. But I, I still think he will probably start on the bench, yeah. basically. I think Jones is an interesting shout, though, to start as a right-back because obviously he did that against, was it Leicester? Yeah. He did that against Leicester and... Even though we've got a few injuries now, we've got a few suspensions and things like that, I think we've still got enough options in the midfield to get by with Jones as a right-back. And you've got to bear in mind as well, just touched on Gravenberg, favour on the left, which is where Jones would play if Klopp's going to play him because he's now going to miss the Premier League game. So that'll be a way of getting Jones and Gravenberg both on the pitch without without them kind of stepping on each other's toes. Um, but I think... The knock-on effect of that, sorry, Josh, though, is that you, if you... If you take, let's say, for the sake of argument, my team was Harvey Elliott on the right-hand side. Yeah. If you take Harvey Elliott up from the right-hand side, put him into the midfield with Gravenberch and play Jones at right-back, and this was how my thought process went, who are you playing up front? Because Salah almost has to start. Yeah. Because there's no, the the Jota's going to start, there's no Gakpo. You kind of want to rest Diaz if you can. Yeah. And you kind of want to rest Salah if you can. It is. Nunes again probably want to rest him <laughs> you've got a big game coming up mate um, so that's I, what I mean but you take Elliot out of the forward line and you've essentially got Jota yeah and you want to rest Salah Nunes and Diaz yeah it's it, it's, 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 it's balancing act isn't it yeah it is tricky and he, again it goes back to that thing that we keep mentioning on the show in terms of the left footed thing like Harvey Elliott does offer that on this side of the pitch nobody else can do that um, I know Doug's played there a few times but he's right footed and that's why he tends to dart towards the byline a lot of the time rather than cutting inside like what we used to see yeah so yeah I think Jones is I think he's got a possibility of playing there but I think because Trent is now back available Trent's going to play there in the Premier League which means Gomez is going to get benched in the Premier League so if you want to give Gomez some minutes it probably comes here again unless you want Gomez to start in the back two ahead of Kwanzaa okay is Kwanzaa I mean, to be fair, I think he's done really well, but Klopp, Klopp didn't start him in the first Europa League game, did he? He started him in the, in the Carabao Cup against Leicester. So, it depends whether you want him on a pitch, but I think Gomez will start right-back, personally. Yeah, I had it as, as Joe Gomez at right-back, Canate with Kwanzaa, Costas Chimacas at left-back, I had Endo in my six. So you'd have Canate ahead of Matip, yeah? Yeah, Matip's in my first team still. Is he, yeah, so for Brighton, you'd have Matip starting? Still, yeah. Okay, I had this conversation last week about, who was it? Who was having this conversation with me last week? And they were like, wouldn't you start Canate because I think he's pace? I'm like, no. Like, I really like Matip. Mm. I think he's really good. And I, I, listen, I know that Canate is going to be a better player, I think, in the next year or so when, the, when Matip starts to come down and Canate continues to improve. But I think what Klopp, I think what Klopp's always done is, it's your shirt. I don't think Matt. I think, I think taking Matip out of the Premier League game now after what happened at Tottenham as well is a bit like, oh, 
Yeah. It's a bit of a sickness. I don't think it would do him any good. That's do you know point. what I mean? That's a good point, yeah. So I'd, I'd go with Canate and Conte, Simicast, Endo in the six, Jones and Gravenberch. W- I'm not bothered which way around, but I, I did throw Gravenberch on the left hand side. I went Elliot on the right. Interestingly, as a wild shout, I went Doak on the left hand side to cut inside. I thought that could be an interesting experiment. Mm. Uh, and I went with Jotter up front, and I'm resting all three of me forward players, but. There is again a, a talking point around Jota um, and Nunes because is Nunes the right guy for Brighton and all that type? So we'll, actually, we'll come on to that a little bit later. Where, yeah. what, what would you do with the the Union Sanjo Wati? Well, I think the only interesting thing that I'd touch on about your team is I think Canate might have to come in for Brighton, and the reason I think that is because you've got Matoma over here. Yeah. And if Trent is back in the team, Trent is going to be over here a lot. Yep. So Matoma is going to get told, stay on the flanks, use that space. And if Matoma is constantly engaging in 1v1 battles with Matip, I would be concerned. Okay. If that's Canate, I think he just has the qualities to cope with him a bit better. Th- think of like the Champions League final when it was Vinicius over there. He started Canate, didn't he, ahead of Matip, who was on the bench for that final. Um, so you got to bear in mind as well, it might do massive some good to immediately get back on the pitch at the first sure. possible opportunity. And he can do that against Union SG. But other than that, I agree with the team. I'd be interested to see Doak as an inside forward rather than as a winger. Uh, I think that's an interesting experiment. I think Jota has to play there, considering he can't play in the Premier League now. Um, and I think he's better, to be honest, through the middle anyway, compared to on the flanks. Um but yeah, it'd be an interesting little little experiment for us to conduct. And again, you've still got a few players on the pitch who, who want to grab the shirt. Um, I think Bobby Clark has potentially got a shout to to be involved to some extent, potentially in the midfield somewhere. But it depends how confident we are going into this. Obviously, we still need to get the win. But if you look at Uni SG squad, <laughs> I mean, I don't recognise any of them. No. Nope. So, <laughs> no. Nope. I'm going to nope. pretend like... Um... Is it Kevin McAllister? And that's it. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It is literally it. Amazing name, like, by the way. He'll never get on the plane. Um, <laughs> sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. That's yeah, terrible. Yeah, that was awful, that, but it worked. It's terrible. I mean, the podcast listeners, I literally had my hands at the side of my face while I said that. It was so bad. <laughs> um, no, uh, all right, we'll move on then, Brighton, because um, this is probably the, the more interesting side of things. I mean... They absolutely had our pants down last season, Brighton and Ovalbion, didn't they? And how do we stop that from happening again in this time, in this game? Well, do you do you think that was our worst of the season? Yeah, I think I mean, so. You've got a lot to choose from. I no, I, I, there was a sheer golfing class. There was other games where I, I felt like... I think people have put Wolves out there. Remember Wolves? Yeah, lost, I think it yeah was, to be fair, like, that was and pretty I think bad he, as well. I like. think even United away, mate, was, was really bad. I think it was only 2 1, but we, the goals we conceded were, were embarrassing. But I think the yeah, Brighton game. One, I think. Yeah, was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, put that one out of your mind. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. They made us walk by an extra 45 minutes to our car because they wouldn't let us go the normal way to our car as well. And we had to walk out and get screamed at um, by Man United fans. They, they literally funneled us through two big two things of United fans they were screaming at us and then they shut off the way to our car which was a five minute walk and because of the stupid canals we had like a 45 minute 50 minute walk to get there at fucking 11 o'clock at night it was a joke just an all around bad day that it was a terrible terrible day and Chloe was dead ill as well so I had to put up with her whinging all day (laughs) 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> Thanks to the absolute Stato legends, Chris and Josh. Moving on then, Red Men Reacts. We do this show, as the name suggests, as and when any significant breaking news happens. We all jump in the studio, we have a good old chinwag about it, and we give our initial thoughts. This time, it was me, it was Chloe, and it was Dan reacting to the PGMOL, releasing the audio of the Luis Diaz incident. And yet, we, we, had a, we all watched it, we all listened to it, and yet we reacted to it on Red Men Reacts, and I'll be honest, we didn't really feel any better about it. At no point, and this will baffles me, and I, I can't believe this hasn't been a thing, and I think the recommendations from PGO, PGM or after that are they going to do this. There is not one time where anyone says, we're checking the original decision is offside. Like Again, we watch all sports, so in, in, in rugby it'll be, I'm, I've awarded the try, yeah. but... Or in cricket, the original decision is out. Yeah. But I watch the NFL, yeah. and it's even the same. Mm-hmm. The ruling on the field is mm-hmm. completed catch. We, that is under review. At no point does anyone say on, on the anywhere, Lewis Diaz's goal, the original decision is offside. We are checking if that's correct. They just say, checking offside. So that, again, I know they're going to change that, but oh my God, they've been doing this for years. And that, that was, how is that not a thing? I just, presume, again, more, maybe more fool me that I trusted their competency more than I should have. And, and there's got to be at some point, the first conversation should be, we're checking, the original decision is this. And the fact that that wasn't a thing, that just blew my head. I, I was like, they haven't once suggested what what the thing is yeah this is mad no you're right you are absolutely right and it's mad because Chloe's right in as much as everyone watching that they can see what the decision is we all know what this is Lewis Diaz stops celebrating Liverpool don't go wild the score doesn't change the the line has got his flag up the ball is only halfway line exactly the goal's been disallowed so you should be you should be of the opinion that the person watching it whose sole purpose it is to watch that and get that decision right in terms of what they think's happened they should know so it should be foolproof but clearly it isn't it clearly it's not idiot proof so you're right to the point there should then be an explanation because the same applies in cricket when you watch a game of cricket unfold you know whether the umpire is giving him out or not you can tell by what's happened the guy starts walking off whatever it may be they review it but they still reiterate what the original decision just was to sure. just to make sure because then it is foolproof you're right they're doubling down on what's happened so there can be absolutely no grey area there can be no oh I forgot what you said sorry and you would have thought the football would have learned lessons 
prior to this happening, but it's taken, what are we now, are we four or five years into the inception of VR? And still it takes this to happen for the most simplest of rule changes to be applied. It is so daft. And I thought, like you, we were dealing with highly, well, I say this, I thought we were dealing with competent professionals who were getting paid good money and they knew what they were doing. Therefore, did you really, even that that was in place already, or did you really need it? Because surely no one could be that bad at the job. Turns out you did need it and they can be that bad at the job. The, the, the problem I have is I'm pretty sure Howard Webb came out on Sky Sports the other day and brought audio with him. And on the audio, they did state what the hell they were looking at. They stated what was given on the field, what they were looking at, and why they believed it needed to be overturned or needed to be looked at. So they were actually there in the audio that... Howard Webb put on Sky Sports to make VAR look wonderful. So if it's... Why is it happening in some and not because in others? I think that's when they're changing a the decision. They, he, he thinks the decision's onside, so right. he doesn't do it. That's my point. Even then, you've got to... There's got to be a word yeah. where you go... The ref just says... A checklist almost. There's a list of saying, yeah, yeah. we're checking it now... Um, the original decision was offside and then that, that would have given the ref the, or if he goes the original decision was onside and then the linesman the ref somebody else the seven officials they've got could have gone no 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 no, no it wasn't. by the way yeah. the, and if, the, if he says yeah. the original decision is offside then none of this happens the, the only thing is though is that the line does say I am pulling that back for offside mate yeah, but so you've like, literally got the decision there he should know like he's just not taking any notice at yeah, all to anything <laughs> but crap. the other thing Aaron, Aaron made the point earlier is that they're coming out and saying, you know, as a response to this and this error, what we're going to do is we're going to tell our, you know, officials that it is important that we get the correct decision, even if it takes longer than just hurrying it up. But that was the whole point of VAR to begin with. It was that no matter how long it took, at least we'd come down to the correct decisions. So th- that that is what I th- was told. And, and they've what put I an emphasis on speed this season. They've put more of an but, emphasis on speed, but, which you're right, has meant this has happened, basically. Exactly, yeah. but, but they didn't do it against Calvert-Lewin, which took them over three minutes to come to a conclusion if he was on side or off. It's, it's, what, what, yeah, but this, this is the point, is that... It isn't because it's such an easy one to get right. If that had been a goal and they made us wait for two minutes, we would have all kicked off and said, that's obviously onside. Mm. It's the fact that, that that's the problem. The main problem comes from, for some reason, and I can say, I'm going to say this because we're on the paywall, so some fucking idiot, some dickhead has decided to not understand the rules of football mm. or not understand his job. And he just thinks it's onside mm. because it's obvious. I don't get it. What I don't know, again, the screen's in there. He can see the goal go in. And then, yeah, there's no there's no celebration. The ball is in the free kick position. Like the rest of the arm is telling them to wait. It's that's what does my head in about yeah. it. But that aside, Dan, we've, we've gone through that. Listen, he's an idiot. He's a fucking dickhead. It's wrong. They the the doubling down, and I felt at the time, and I might be I might be wrong on this. So I thought Simon Newpin knew because there's that there's that bit where he gulps and he, and he it turns out he probably didn't because he can't hear these conversations. This is the point of, and again, I've seen people come out, well, the laws of the game say that he wanted to be started. Mm. He himself's going, he swears, wonder what he says. And then he goes, can't do anything. I can't do anything. I just can't do anything. Oh my God, I can't do anything. Like he's panicking. You can hear it in his voice. I think if I was a match official or whoever, I would be quite comfortable with him saying, even when that ball goes out for a throw in, stop the game a second, Simon. I want to tell you what's happened here. Mm -hmm. Here's what's happened. What do you want to do about it? 
Um, do you want to speak to the, do you want to speak to Jürgen and Ange and tell them yeah. and maybe Ange will let Liverpool kick one in that's an option we've seen it before like things there's do you want to give the goal anyway shall we just fuck the rules off and say listen we've we've we either double down on a bad decision or we break the rules we'll take the slap on the wrist but Liverpool will correctly one nil up mm-hmm. the fact that he doesn't inform the man who's in charge of the football match just doesn't tell him anything and all he's saying to me is can't do anything can't do anything it's a bit like when I was a kid my dad bought me a car and I crashed it after a day I remember sitting in the car with Claire at the time and I did the park car and I was going, I can't tell my dad, I can't tell my dad, I can't tell my dad. And she was like, you fucking crashed the car, Steve. He's probably going to find out. You might as well tell him. Yeah. Like, that was the same. Like, this fella's going to find out. They're going to, if the world knows you can't hide this error. Own up to it now and see if you can fix it. Yeah. They didn't do that. They just waited. And by that, nothing's happened. There was no... There wasn't even an option for the ref to go, you know what, we'll do something about it. They didn't know. And that for me is astoundingly bad no it is 100% it is yeah because for the betterment of the game like it might have been unprecedented to do what you're talking about there in terms of stopping the game after the fact and going back and either just awarding the goal or speaking to the managers you, you'd like to think that both managers obviously Klopp would have been on board with this but even Ange would have been okay you know it's a bit mad but I get it like you've made the mistake Let, let's go one nil down essentially it would have been unprecedented but the, the mistake the error was so unprecedented that it warranted such actions like without a shadow of a doubt because doubling down on a horrendous error like that has made you look so so stupid like there would have been a little bit of like that was a bit weird wasn't it but it would have been done whenever the game finished if, if that goal had been awarded the conversation might have gone on for five minutes after the fact should Ange have done that that would have yeah, been yeah. it we wouldn't be sat here on a Wednesday morning but nearly what is it now nearly 100 hours after the fact going that's a bit what's happened you know what I mean how has this got to this it's so so bad and uh, people would have watched this of course but I spoke to Christina the FIFA referee yesterday and she even said even though it was so out of protocol even she as a lawyer a referee a VAR who's told you can't do this she would have been tempted to go do you know what this is a bit outside the box but we need to make this right we've got to interact now and get this goal awarded which, however way we do that because that's the sensible the common sense approach and they might have got a telling off they might have got suspended for a week whatever because they broke protocol that's all you get now but it would have been the best outcome it's the right you can't ignore something as significant as a goal I made this point last night on Twitter like if there's two balls on the pitch they stop the game immediately if a dog runs on the pitch they stop the game immediately but if something like a goal has gone in five minutes earlier or whatever it may be that hasn't been awarded oh no we can't do anything about that sorry the game's restarted 20 seconds ago insanity utter utter insanity and you're right to not to not have the wherewithal and the common sense and the knowledge to go do you know what a little bit mad probably shouldn't do this but it's 1-0 Liverpool let's fix it they, it's nuts the difference is is that they took the free kick and absolutely not a game from it it went straight to Alison yeah. Becker then we go up the pitch and we've got a throw in not really to come from that it's just gone out of play it's about 30 seconds if that after the absolute mess up and if if you were in a lower league stadium where it wasn't as simple as to tell everyone what's going on fine but you're in a stadium that's new that's got four massive screens and a, a, a person who can vocalise exactly what's going on you've got a VAR 
th- like computer to show exactly what's happened. All you had to do was go, Jürgen and something's happened here. I'm going to actually show you so you've got proof yeah. of it as well. Cool. Just come over to the I've VAR. Come and have a look at the monitor and I'll show you exactly what's happened. We'll also show it on the four massive screens in this thing that everyone inside the stadium and we'll notify Tottenham's announcer and they can tell you exactly what's happened. It was that simple. Bit mad, but no one would have argued. He had ample opportunities to do that. I completely agree with you. And the fact they didn't is just nuts the fact to that me. The, and it's interesting because I've seen a few, obviously loads of ex-refs have been on, in the media talking this. Yeah. And they were all saying like, you know, this wasn't in the rules to have this in place because it should never happen. It's that unprecedented that a check has happened and they've come... Even if you disagree with VAR, a decision they make, they've at least made their decision correctly in their yeah. eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for example, I was thinking the, the penalty decision in Nottingham Forest Brentford, it's a pen. It just is. Yeah. But someone's looked at that, he's taken the time and he said to the referee, no penalty, check complete, or whatever he said, check complete. He doesn't think it's a penalty. This guy in the booth thinks it's offside. He thinks it's on. He thinks it's onside the goal. He thinks it's that's a different stand. Yeah. That isn't someone saying, "You disagree what we're saying," but he's uh, he's inadequately. Got the wrong end of the stick. He, no, he's factual. It's, he, it's, commu- it's a communication issue. It isn't a decision making issue. It's a communication issue. Even the guys who draw, who draw the wrong fucking lines, they they think it's offside. They don't think it's onside. The game. That, that's my point. In that, I think. You know, laws are, yeah, respect the law, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes the right thing to do is, is, is to go, you know what, that's fucking stupid. Like, it just is absolutely stupid. And we just ignore that. And we and we crack on and we get we take the slap on the wrist. Be- the, there was nothing in place to do it. But because he's, again, it's almost like he's hidden behind the fact of the rules of the footy. We've seen the games before, mate. Listen, we've seen, like, you know, the rules of footy say a foul's a foul. But refs are lenient sometimes. Mm. That's his first yellow. I might let him away with that one. Or they really want to send him off for arguing back with me. You know, things like this. Yeah. They, they bend the laws all the time. They, you know, they do it all the time. They could have done it here. And that's what does my head in. He's gone. He's just gone. Can't do nothing. If I if I just like, if I smashed a bottle of water on the floor here, with glass bottle, it went everywhere. I can't do nothing. I can't do it. No, fucking fix your head, you fucking yeah, dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's what wound me up. Well, he made himself public enemy number one by not, doing anything getting it wrong in the first place is, is bad but then then not rectifying it after yeah. the fact once you've realised your mistake is just makes it ten times worse and that's what we, that's where we are now because of the audio but he had the opportunity there to garner some respect like they're big at the minute on respect the referees and sort of you know they're doing the jobs as the best of their ability they're professionals so on and so forth but they had the opportunity to really sort of go up in everyone's estimations if they'd have come back and fixed that Tottenham fans might not have liked it but outside of that Every single football fan would have been like, Do you know what? Fair play. Like they've made a huge error, but straight away a bit of common sense has been applied. They've actually broke protocol to make sure that the best elements of the game has been achieved and the right outcomes happened. Yep. Cheers to Dan and Chloe for that one. And yeah, listen, it is what it is. We all agree those people are incompetent at best, maybe at worst. There's been plenty more going on. We'll leave it for now until more comes with it, of course. Finally then, Liverpool do have a game this weekend as well. Um, Liverpool play Brighton and Hove Albion on Sunday afternoon. I was delighted to be joined by Seagulls fan Adam McDonald to have a little look ahead to Liverpool versus Brighton. 
Hello everyone, welcome to the Redmen TV. It's time for our latest Oppo preview this time. I'm delighted to say joined by Adam McDonald of Seagull Central as we look ahead to Liverpool's clash with Brighton at the weekend. Yeah, both of these sides, of course, played last night at time recording in the Europa League, hence why me and Adam probably both look <laughs> a lads who have worked late. Um, with all due respect to Adam, we looked much better than I did <laughs> time in the morning. But yeah, Adam, that that's I suppose let's just start with that, mate. Like I say, it's two games into a Europa League campaign. Now for Brighton, um, how do you think the, the team, the manager, the fans are finding that so far? I think, I mean, for the fans, from that perspective, it's just, it's a complete dream come true. It's the wildest ride ever. And I think whatever happens, Brighton fans are going to be, you know, delighted with this Europa League run. Whether it does mean we don't get through the group, whatever happens, we've got some amazing away days. Marseille, we're going to Amsterdam, Greece. It's going to be fantastic. Listen, I think Brighton are learning, you know, they're learning at the moment. They're adapting to something new. Two games, three games in a week. Um, it's something that Brighton aren't used to. The squad isn't used to, and I think I think we are looking a bit tired. I think we're struggling a little bit lately. I think last night really kind of showed that um, that the atmosphere, particularly, you think in Marseille was just uh, it was electric and something that Brighton aren't aren't really used to in kind of the domestic scene that they play in. Um, but they did really well. Came back, got a really hard fought kind of draw despite not really playing well. Showed you know as Deserby described it, they showed big balls to kind of come back into the game. So. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's been a decent start in the Europa in the Europa League, but um, I think we yet to show our kind of true kind of form as we have last season, to be honest. You mentioned there about the bit of a hamster wheel of every game midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend. Yeah, it does feel like you say Brighton's fullness and Brighton are sixth in the table, which is a really fantastic start. But if you just look at some of the results, like obviously the the, the Villa one stands out yeah. a lot. That's just a complete shock, but probably. Losing against West Ham for the first time since literally anyone can remember. <laughs> it does feel like, I don't know, like Brighton, just, they are way probably, you know, six is really good, but a little bit of inconsistency, some really, really strong results going to Man United and winning, but then getting beat by Aston Villa. Is, is that kind of the story of the season so far? Really quite ups and downs. I think completely. And I think maybe Brighton fans are a victim of kind of thinking that, you know, they'll build on their success last season immediately. And despite, you know, losing McAllister, losing Caicedo, losing all these players that will do the Brighton thing and just continue kind of developing and finding the next best player. Now, we've got some fantastic players, but it does seem like we are maybe losing, uh, kind of uh, missing, you know, Alexis McAllister and Moises Caicedo. I think particularly in the West Ham game, particularly in that Aston Villa game, we looked leggy in midfield. We looked weak in midfield. I think we really do look like we've lost a kind of a, a, an aspect of our spine. So I think was, yeah, the, the, the Man United result was fantastic and we did well to come back from behind against Bournemouth at home. We're still kind of just looking a little bit ropey in certain areas. So I think particularly midfield is where we're kind of looking the most ropey. Um, but I think that's the kind of thing that will probably get ironed out as kind of Brighton get into the kind of routine and the, the thrust of kind of playing three games in a week, maybe rotating a lot. Deserby's been rotating the team a lot. Six changes, eight changes. I think he made 11 changes not that long ago. So it's, I think it's it's a difficult time, but I think it's one that Brian just need to try and adapt to, to be honest. So you may say, I must be hoping teams, you bug as well, because you know, when, when you sell players, uh, like yeah. McAllister to Liverpool, obviously Casado to Chelsea, it, it always felt like Brighton had the next one in and within CISO, of course, he looked like he was the man to... Yeah. He, he had a, a really good end, and of course now he's out injured. Which again, and I know Milner's had an injury. His has been injured. It does feel like the guys you had in that midfield injury room, there's been quite a few of them missing, which might explain, like you say, why there's been some ups and downs in there. 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, I, you know, we've got great players in there. Moda Hood come from Borussia Dortmund. Billy Gilmore's looked absolutely like fantastic for us, but no one really in that mold of kind of like the ball winner. You know, obviously Kaiseida was, I think, a world-class player in doing that. And I think McAllister actually is able to do that as well. And at times when we couldn't play Kaiseida, McAllister was really adept at kind of sitting deep, putting a foot in and kind of being able to kind of play that role. I think we're just not having that exact profile of player I think it's been something that we've... I think we just looked a little bit lightweight. Um, and, you know, whilst the production line is great in terms of bringing in CISO through, we've got a player called Buenanote, he's looking great. You know, we've signed a player who's coming in January. These are kind of attacking players. I think we maybe neglected that kind of defensive midfield. Obviously, it's a very difficult position to scout for. But, um, yeah, so I think that's kind of catching up with us a little bit. But we've got Carlos Baleba, who we brought in in the summer after selling Moises Caicedo. Looks like a top player, but just not really got the minutes yet. Not adapted to kind of the Zerbi ball or the Premier League yet. So it'll be interesting to see how he does and kind of whether that will make a difference, I guess. Absolutely, mate. Can I say then, obviously, we haven't seen too much of James Miller. Obviously, left Liverpool in the summer to go and join Brighton. Um, he's been injured. I, th- I think he might be fifth for the weekend. But what's the James Milner experience been like so far? Has he, has he settled in well down there? Yeah, he's certainly really well by the sounds of things. He, um, you know, he's been, he, he, Joel Veltman last season was kind of playing right back for most of the season and looked like a, a top, top player for Brighton, a player that we all love. And I th- he did play last night in um, in Marseille, but James Milner started the first kind of three, four games of the season playing at right back, looking really assured. I think we tried to play him a little bit in midfield in a game. I think he played the kind of last 20, 30 minutes in the game coming on in midfield, looks pretty decent. Um, but I think it's just having that experience, having that kind of culture setter. I think that was what was really kind of, that was the point made when he was brought in um, along that place like Danny Welbeck, of course, Adam Lallana, ex-Liverpool as well, you know, players who can come in and whilst we got a really young side, a developing side, a side that's learning, kind of having those players in who can, you know, really help build that culture and build a kind of winning mentality. I love him. I think he's been brilliant. I think throughout this season, even if he's only here on a one-year deal, I think he'll be so useful in terms of what he can, can impart on kind of the players but yeah he's looked good I think I think there was a little bit of chat in his last game about him looking a little bit leggy at right back or maybe he was at left back I can't remember um, and then and then he was injured so he's, he's injured now at the moment so I don't know whether that was kind of that showing a little bit but I suppose when you're kind of 37 or however old he is it's kind of to be expected but yeah I think we'll, I wouldn't say we're loving it so far but you know he's, he's shown that he's a, he's a top 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 player We've seen him play full back and get a bit leggy at times. Well, I can engage me on with that. I can, I can probably relate to that one. Thanks very much to Adam for joining me. And thanks for you guys for listening to this episode of Red Men Weekly. Like I say, if you want those shows in full, redmenplus.com is the place to go. And while I've got your attention, head on over to redmenmerch.com. I know what you're saying, Steve. It's only the start of October. Why are you talking about Christmas products? Well, our new knitted Christmas jumpers are available for pre-order now. Because they are knitted and because, you know, shipping's like in and around the festive period, we've opened the pre-orders early doors to make sure you get your chance to make sure you get them. So yeah, pre-orders are being taken until October 16th. If you do that, they'll be posted and shipped out on the 16th. So get yourselves involved, redmenmerch.com. Go and check it out. It's all over our socials. If you want an audio description, think Alison Becker's 1819 black goalkeeper kit with the gold trimmings, but turned into a festive, wonderful Christmas jumper. So if you want to get your hands on those, they are available. Go and check them out over at redmenmerch. I know it's only October. We haven't even had Halloween yet. You guys listening to in, over in America you haven't even had Thanksgiving I am very much aware 
but it is because a they're knitted and the manufacturing time takes a while so these orders need to be in and secondly festive postage international shipping during the festive period we want to get it done as early as we can to make sure you guys have got them in time for your Christmas parties, your Christmas jumper days, and of course the day itself. Right, thanks very much for listening to this episode of Weekly. We'll do another one next week. See you all soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.